Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratoga Best. I listened to my previous recordings and I sound at the beginning, welcome to our Pnimi. It sounds so depressing. I would never want to listen to a shir. So from now on, I'm going to say, well, hi, this is the Shabbat Shira. Welcome to our Pnimi. This is Saratoga Best. I'm going to try a new um, uplifted uh, version of the of the shir. So being that this is Shabbat Shira this week, of course, and we're we're doing this year on Yud Shvat. So, of course, the question is what they have to do with each other. And what is the union of Shabbat Shira? We're going to do this very short. There's there's a Pesach, there's a Mishnah that says, Masech the Shabbos, which means if you have an animal that is on a, um, uh, has a collar around it and a uh, leash, it, um, you pull it out when you want to take it out of the pen so that you could take it out to graze in the fields. Remember the days when animals would be grazing in the fields? You would pull it by this shear, this share, and then when you would want to bring it back into the pen, you would slip it in with this share. So they, you go out with share, but share is spelled like shear, and you come in with share. So really, you could say, in a sense, it's, it's, it's sort of a play on words, that whenever we're going out from one level, up from one level to the next, out, and then into our new level, we do it through sheer. We do it through song. You know, you schlep, you schlep yourself out of the old level through sheer, and then into the next higher level, the, the next level through sheer. So the ability of sheer to lift us up comes through Shabbos, and the Shabbos that makes the whole thing activated, makes the whole thing possible, is Shabbos sheer, obviously. And from that, it affects all the Shabbatim of the year. Of course, we know when we start Shabbos, it starts with singing. Everybody, you know, likes to hear the davening Friday night when they're singing uh, Lachad Daidi, etc. It's very joyous. We need to let go of the weekday, uh, the weekday energy that we went through that never will come back again because the next week will be different and the next year when that Parsha comes along will be different. We never go back to the same old stuff. So we lift out of the weekday stuff through Shir. So when it comes to Parsha Spashalach, the question is like this. What is it all about? We're speaking about Parsha Spashalach is the fullness of going out of Mitzrayim. That's it. We finally come out of slavery through Parsha Spashalach. And it's a preparation. It's Kriyas Yamsuf. And it's a preparation for Matan Taira. As it says, we came out of Mitzrayim to serve Hashem on this mountain, on, Har- on Har- Harazeth. And not only that, one of the things that happened in Parshas Yisra, and we're going to see there are numerous energies in Parshas Yisra, besides that it's Shabbat Shira. It's the Parsha of Matan Taira, and it speaks about Haida of Yisra, that he says... He recognizes Ata Yadaiti Kigadal Havayamikola Elakim. For the world to come to that recognition, now I know, I know the greatness of Hashem. That is a preparation for Matan Taira. When we stand at this moment in history now, that's a pre- preparation for the ultimate Matan Taira of Tarachadasha. The whole world comes to that recognition. As we see in Basi Lagani, Speaking about our insights and and lamata lamata lamai lamata lamata lamata, we understand that the infinity of Hashem needs to be expressed and is expressed in the highest world and in the lowest world, as we see from this year's Basi Lagani. And therefore, that gets us into the phase of 
So in this week's Parsha, we're saying it begins with Yisrael acknowledging Ateyadaiti. And what did he hear? Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchamet Amalek. He heard about Kriyas Yamsuf, and he heard about the war with Amalek. That's what we're going through right now in the world, Kriyas Yamsuf. The whole thing is splitting. Everything is splitting. You know, the old way, and everything was sort of very predictable, and now everything's breaking in two, and you're kind of trying to walk in the middle of it, and all the old isms are breaking apart. That's one thing. And Mohammed Amalek, who is this war that we're fighting against? This good old Amalek in his final battle. So these two, these two things in Parshish Peshalach Yisrael, as a preparation for Matan Taira, the, the preparing for the Shlemus of Matan Taira says in Parshish Peshalach, what do we see? The Shira of the the song Shira Tayam. The end of it ends with Mikdash Hashem Kamimiyadecha. And in the future, the whole Melucha belongs to Hashem. So here we have, in this parsha, Muhammad the Melech, fighting Melech. Boom, that's what we're doing in the world today. And the end of it is, as Macha Emcha Sechra Melech. Kiyadal Keska, Muhammad Lashem Ba Melech Yidor Lador. So what did Hashem promise? He told us that his name will never be complete. And his throne will never be complete until the name of a Amalek is erased. That's what we're in the midst of doing now in the world. This is a Amalek. Um, it's Parshish Yisra. It says, why was he called Yisra? Yesar Parsha Achas Tzatara There's something that will be added to Tyra in the future in a way that we will be able to see that will be added from everything that we collected from the world and from the world. So, a couple a couple of more questions. What is this idea of singing the song of the Yamsuf? And what is Muhammad the Malik about? And 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 then that causes Yisrael to acknowledge the truth. And what does it have to do with modern terror? So put it in modern terms. We are fighting a war in the world against Amalek. He's fighting very hard. It ultimately will cause the nations of the world to acknowledge the truth and usher in Tarukhadasha. So, it all starts with the following. By he, the Shalach Am, when Paro sent us out of slavery. Paro himself, the bad guy, the big bad guy, when he sent us out, so what happened? He sent us out of slavery. Hashem did not let us go through the land of Plishtim. It was too close. It would have taken us 11 days. You just pop out of Mitzrayim, or go from, I guess, Yamsus, and then 11 days, boom, and you're there in Eretz Yisrael. And Hashem said, nope, absolutely not. You can go straight there to Canaan. Hashem said, no. We, I want you, first of all, you have to go through Kriyas Yamsuf. I guess that means from Mitzrayim to, um, I'm not sure what the 11-day journey was, but Hashem um, 
when Paro sent us out. Right. Hashem said, I will not let you go the short way. Short way is 11 days. You have to do it in a 40-year journey. That's a powerful concept. That's what the whole parsha is about. In order for us to go through that journey, well, why? You have to internalize. So why? So what do we have to go through? And then the war with Amalek. And then Yisrael acknowledges. So here we go. There's a passage that says, Hashem would not let us go through. Go to Eretz Canaan the straight way. 11 days. So it says in the Medrash, It was an 11 day journey. But, Hashem said, let's turn 11 days into 40 years. It says, in um, Devarim, it's an 11 journey from Charev. And then it says, and then it was 40 years. Hmm. So, what does that mean? It takes 11 days to travel. And why did it, so why do you stretch 11 days into 40 years? That's a good thing. Because 11 days doesn't just mean how long it takes. If you just keep on walking, you'll just get there after 11 days. But really it means the energy of 11 is that journey. That journey. What's the energy of 11? How many of the Sarasadibras are there? 10. But they're really 11. What's the 11th one? Called Antuchad Zalobuchushban. I guess the essence of all of everything, of Hashem embedded in the Sarasadibras. So we're talking about 11 means, and we'll see in, of course, the Chapeh Shatzicha. 11 means a level higher than the Sarasadibras. Higher than the world, higher than the, the you know, the decimal system, called Antuchad Hashem. The unity, the oneness of Hashem that you can't even count. His very essence, higher than the ten spheres. So why did Hashem say, if you are going to reach that level, it's got to take you 40 years. Why? Hashem said, I will give you the level of 11. Antuchad Hashem. You'll be one with Hashem's essence. Higher than the ten spheres, higher than the Aserasadibas. And I want, says Hashem, that it should go into a panemius into all of you. Through going through the midbar. How do you have to how do you do it? Forty years you'll travel through the midbar. And in those forty years, Hashem will give you eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to understand. Because we know you can't stand stand at the end of the das of your rav until 40 years. So that means when you hit 40, you'll have the revelation of 11. And not only that, we bring that level of 11 into this physical world. So it's very interesting. This energy is the energy of 11, and it's going to take you 11 days to get there. And Hashem says, you guys aren't going to, if you go the straight way, the 11 way, this is a very lofty journey for you. You guys need to internalize this. It's very nice to just jump in and then say, for sure it'll work. And then afterwards you look down and you say, oh, my goodness, what am I doing here? I don't know how to live this way. So Hashem said, okay, we'll do this for 40 years, and you will become a 11-ish person who has internalized what? The 11th 
of the Aseris Adibris, which is called Antuchad Balobachushpan, which means the essence of all of the Aseris Adibris, the essence of the Tyra. Would you like to internalize the essence of the Tyra? Yeah. It has a code number. Okay. What would the code, wait, what's the code number for the basic halacha? 10. Why 10? Aseris Adibris. Oh, right, 10. And Asar Mamaris, the world was created with Asar Mamaris. And decimal system, 10 fingers, 10 toes, 10, 10, 10, 10, 10, nature. What's the code number for the essence of truth and the essence of Hashem and the essence of Tyra? 11. It's the essence of Tyra that you cannot count. And the essence of Hashem that you can't count. And even the number 11 doesn't quite really express it. That's why it's called Antuchad. The unity that's not something that you can count. For that, would you like to internalize that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. We'll go on a journey through the desert of the nations for 40 years. You'll have lots of experiences, ups and downs, and all the other things, and you will internalize that. And we did. And that's why we see it says, Who sent us out of Mitzrayim? Paro sent us out on this journey? He doesn't seem like a really very good guy. No, we're talking about Paro and Kedusha. When last week we were talking about two levels of Paro, there is him as he is down here in his ultimate evil, and him, him as he is in his source in his ultimate Kedusha. We're saying Paro of Kedusha sent us out of Mitzrayim. That Hamish is the revelation of the highest light. That's what pushed us out of slavery. When there's the revelation of the highest light, we're out of slavery. That's why Hashem says that one, that one, for you to internalize that high revelation, which is so huge, that takes you 40 years. So that the level of Paros Kedusha should be internalized between us. And that's why um, and that's why we see it also in the Haftaira about of, of Shiraz Devorah that it says for 40 years the land was quiet. There was peace. The Tishka Da'ar Arbanshana. Right. Because this revelation the 40, para us, we're talking about it goes through an energy of 40, and then it becomes internalized. And just to um, see where this takes us, pull it all together. Um, we know that the whole point of our journey in the Midbar, in the desert, it's to be Mavaranisus of Kedusha. To elevate the sparks that fell that fell into the midbar. Elevate the sparks sparks of Kedusha that fell into the midbar. Because the source of these sparks were traveling through the world. And there's all this stuff being thrown at us. It's the sparks of Kedusha. And they were waiting for elevation. And so there we were, they were being put in our path. We're wandering for 40 years, 
so that we can turn, internalize the whole thing. And the way it happens is wherever you go, the stuff is being thrown in your path. Spark for you to elevate. And so we're elevating these mitzvahs Kedusha, and we're bringing them back to their source. So these sparks of Kedusha that fell into the Midbar Amun, the nation, the, the desert of the nations, where does it come from? What level? Eleven. Antuchad, eleven. The level of Makif from which, and listen to this carefully, the Yanika of the eleven crowns of Lumazet take their energy. When you think about it, we're used to the concept that Kedusha is orderly. That's why Kedusha is ten. All the ten. Kedusha is orderly. Non-Kedusha, the opposite of Kedusha, is disorderly. That's why it's called eleven. Who owns the number eleven for all of the generations? Le'umaseh, the other, the bad guys. Le'umaseh, the eleven crowns of Le'umaseh. Who came along and bought it up and took it for Kedusha? The Rebbe. So that now, well, really it began, it began when we left Mitzrayim. Hashem said, ready for the eleven. It's an eleven journey. Tukharev. And it's 11 journey in Eretz Yisrael. So we're ready for that journey. We're just, we're not going to speak about it. As we were there leaving the triumph, we were on that journey. It wasn't as um, delineated as it is now. Now we talk about it and we learn the sikhs about it. Nobody, if you would stop somebody in the midbar and said, hey, you guys, what are you doing? They say, well, we're doing, a, we're trying to reach the, the level of 11. They say, oh, yeah, how long do you think it'll take you? They said, well, yeah, we were told we're going to be doing this for 40 years. We're going to be doing this for 40 years. Nobody said that. I doubt that anybody knew it was going to be 40 years. I'm not sure. But nobody knew. So, hey, what are you guys doing here for 40 years? This is a long journey. You know, what are you doing? What do you mean? We're busy internalizing the level of 11. I bet nobody thought that, except for Meister being because it wasn't. It, it wasn't a whole conscious thing. They hadn't learned the mimer, the sikha, the this, the that. It was what we were doing without probably the recognition and the fancy PR of what we were doing. Now here we are. We've done it, but we're revisiting it, and we're entering that energy of 11 consciously, and it's a process of 40 years. The good news is, you know, if we were at the beginning of the 40 years, we'd think, oh, go vault. But the Rebbe tells us we're at, we finished the 40 years. So, it's, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, this sounds ridiculous, but when you eat a lot of sugar, you really don't want to read those books that tell you how bad sugar is. You just ignore them. Once you stop eating sugar and you want some inspiration for all your mysterious methods, then you want to read those books. Tell me more about how bad it is. You know, until then, I don't want to read this. <laughs> so now that now that we finished the 40 years, oh, I'm really inspired to know what we did for those 40 years. What are these 40 years, by the way? Really, when did these 40 years end? The 40 years stood, began, Yud Shvat. From Yud Shvat to Yud Shvat. Tafshin Yud to Tafshin Nun. 
or you could say Tashin Yud Aleph, to Tashin Nun Aleph, essentially, right. But, um, we finished. That's it. We finished for 40 years. Either way that you want to do the Cheshpan, we're done. And now, Mazel Tov, you could be 60, 70, 20. You're 40 years old. You've reached our, you know, our, our, our Bain Ladina. We have internalized the very essence of Hashem that is so lofty that it is um, expressed by the name Paro. Isn't that interesting? When we're thinking about expressing something very high and you want to give it a code name, I bet nobody would guess to give it the code name Paro. It's just, nobody would do that. Everybody would say, okay, let's have a code name for the level of 11, which is the essence of Hashem and the essence of truth. What should we call it? Uh, Moses, um, Abraham of Inu, you know, some nice holy part. Nobody would say, hey, let's call it Paro. Nobody. It's way too out of the box. But the fact is, just to bring it all to, together with Yud Shvat and, 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 and Parsha's life, there was a reason why Maishu Rabbeinu was afraid alone, to face Para alone, because Para has those two identities. And it, down here is very evil. Up there is very, very, the essence of, it's a wild revelation of the wildest life of Hashem. Either way, that's seriously scary. <laughs> so go face that and, and stay in your body. You know, go face that while you're eating your tuna fish sandwich. Good luck. It's way, you know, you'll just you'll just pop right out of your body. Or that's what Maishu Rabbeinu said. Hashem said, no, 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 don't worry. We're doing this together. You're not going to pop out of your body. The whole point is we're going to make, we're going to internalize, internalize this level. So it's interesting because it sounds like the level of biopyro happened in those seconds to Maishu Rabbeinu. Hashem said, we're going, I'm going with you, you're safe, you will remain in your body, you will not have to leave your body to encounter Paro. It looks like the same experience then has been, we've gone through the same thing, but for my Rabbein, it was a couple of minutes probably, that experience, and for us, it was, a, it was a journey of 40 years to be able to face that and internalize that. And then since then it was 40 years, that was in the Midbar, and then since then it was 40 years from Yud Shvat until Tavshin Nun or Tavshin Nun Aleph to internalize that. And now it's not a question of time, but it's a question of any time we feel like, you know, as they say in the vernacular, whoa, this one's too heavy for me. <laughs> this, one's, this one's too big for me. This is a very big revelation. I don't know if I'm on the level for that. So... What it, it looks like is that Maishu Rabbeinu kind of pops out the energy of 40, and he gives us access to the journey, you know, the journey of 40 that we've already done, and just, you know, there's a 40 act. You know, whenever you feel like, oh, I can't do this one. Oh, I was given a slip. This is way too big for me. It's too scary. I can't, you know, you ever get those people say, can you do this? And you say, no, no. And you know at that moment, you can't say no. Because you know you have to do it, but you can't say yes because it's way too scary and it's way too big for you. Right? Everybody's gone through that. So what do we do? So it looks like at that moment we're saying, yikes, I can't do this. This is a number 11. Somebody once called me on Rosh Chaydish Triplev and said, can you, can you do a weight loss series, healing for weight loss? And I said, 
I can't say no because it's Rosh Chodesh Kislev. I can't say yes because it's, it's too hard to do. I don't know. I'm, so I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to say yes, but I don't want to say yes. So that means mm, mm, that's a number 11 for me. That's seriously, it's so high, I don't see myself doing it. So then my Sherbina says, no problem. Just pop out the 40 app. You have access to the kind of internalization that we did already for 40 years in the Midbar. We did already for 40 years since Yud Shvat. Been there, done there, that a couple of times. Plus, my Shabini said, remember when I had to go to Paro, it was the same thing, and Hashem went with me. Been there, done that. We got the 40 app. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Just just step into the, the 40 room, and somehow it's all, it's all going to work out. So, um, and here, and here they're the same. The difference between eleven uh, Yud Aleph Masav, a journey of eleven to Eretz Yisrael from slavery, you're totally enslaved. You're slaves to Paro. You're completely under his influence, and then it's a journey of eleven to freedom to Eretz Yisrael. And yet, um, as we say, we go through the Midbar. We actually went through 42 journeys, and it took us 40 years. 40 years. If Hashem had taken us, here it says, if Hashem had taken us the straight 11 way, 11 way, over 11 days, what would have, have happened? Would everybody have plots? What would have happened? Would everybody have had to take tranquilizers or whatever? What would have been? Imagine we say, you know, Hashem said it had to take 40 years. So the five-year-old will say, and if we did it straight, let's do a guided visualization. Let's imagine ourselves, we just came out of Mitzrayim, and Hashem is saying, we're going to do this for 40 years. And some little snippy kid says, no, I want to go fast. I want to go fast. Let's just do the 11-day version. What would have happened? So here's, here's the answer. Haya habir rak ayadeham shachas begili or elyon. The birer of the the purification of all the things that we had to encounter on that journey would have been through a light that comes from above. The light of 11, from above to below. And it wouldn't have affected that much this world. So you would have had this, wow, those Jewish people are amazing. They made it in 11 days and they reached such a high level. And then we look around at the world below us, and it's the same old junky world that hasn't moved an inch. Then what do you do it for? That is not Chabad. That, right? How the Rebbe says, uh, what is it? Aniyas Nafshi Salti has always been an ugly Mida. I take care of myself. I don't have to worry about anybody else. Has always been an ugly Mida. We don't do it. There is no point. We are not the people who get permission from the Rebbe to just, do the journey of 11. I care of myself. I can't worry about everybody else. And the world, well, I don't know. They got their own problems. We don't have permission to do that. We, If you're going to go, you got to take everybody with you. You know, it's like in camp. Your parents bring you a package of six lollipops on visiting day. And you have six kids in your bunk. No, eight lollipops. And you have six kids in your bunk. And you're thinking that you're going to eat one lollipop every week. And they make you share them with the bunk. And they're done that. The Tootsie Roll Pops. They make you share them with the bunk. Eh. And then one kid says, 
I don't want one. And you think, oh, thank God, I get two for myself. And then the other one says, I'll take hers. So we don't somehow have permission to take care of ourselves. You're going to Eretz Yisrael? You're taking the whole world with you, honey bunch. Okay, okay, okay. So that's why it says, Nasa Makadish Barko, Derek Midbar Memshana. 40 years. He, let, he said, I'll let you go. The 40 year wait. You're taking everybody with you. Yeah, okay, fine. And through this, and why? Besides everything else, how great is it going to be to get there? And you'll, you'll love it for a while, and then you'll turn around and realize, I can't relate to anybody in this world. It's so fun here by myself. <laughs> You're all alone. You are all alone. You didn't take the world with you, and after a while, it's very elevated and very lonely. And that's not really just the reason, but it's very lonely. You realize you, nobody understands you. So that's just the least of the motivation. So Hashem says, you're taking them with you. You're taking the world with you. I put you here in this world so you should go. You, you, were, you were good when you were in the Shama up, up there without your body. I didn't need to schlep you down here for you to, again, be by yourself and taking care of yourself. So therefore, Hashem took us for 40 years, and through this was the bearer through the Avaida in a way of Nilamatalamaya, that the Pa'ula in the lower world was complete. And together with this, we have the Ili of um, revelation of our Elyon, Achadasar. We have this revelation of 11 from above to below. We do. Because you can't get there. Um, you can't just get there on your own. So this is the 11 journey. But the 40 years. The bearer, the purification, is in a way from below to above. It becomes permeated in Kayach of Gili of the level of 11 from above to below becomes permeated in the world. And therefore, um, let's end with this. Muhammad Samalek. The name of Hashem is not complete until we get rid of the name of Amalek. Amalek is from the seed of Asa. Yud Aleph, 11 of Le'umazet. And through this, um, we get rid of him. Em, macha emcha. Timcha. Rosh Hashanah's emes. Emcha, macha, timcha. It is brought into us. What, what do we get? Yudal of his Kedusha. That's what we're here to do. Bring that into us. That's connected. The name of a Amalek is, um, uh, well, the name of Hashem is Yud, K, Vav, K. Vav, K, Vav, and He is 11. And when Yisrael comes along and he acknowledges the truth and he comes to Maishar Benu and he does his gear, that is the union of the bearer, the purification of the insistence of Kedusha that fell way, way, way down. As we were saying this, this year in Bafi Lagani, way, way, way down, the infinity of Hashem is expressed in the very grossest, grungiest, places where you do not experience Hashem. His infinity is there too. We lift it all up to its source in Kedusha and something is added. Yisra. So we'll end this by saying that we should 
we should find ourselves already in joyously the simcha. We're going to see in the next year what it has to do with Shabbashira. We should find ourselves joyously in that energy of 11, of, of Hashem's very essence. Because we've internalized it. We've gone through everything that we need to do to internalize it. And we say, Hashem, we're ready for the Gula Mitzvah Shlema immediately now. Amen.